Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. Jesus came into the world to inaugurate a second creation, but redemption, and he redeems us by walking into our lives and lovingly inviting us to come and see where and how he lives so that we, like his first disciples, can journey with him and come to share his wisdom, joy, and blessedness. This is the message of the gospel, a message the church highlights anew every Advent and Christmas season. In the meditations of this retreat guide, we dug into some verses from John chapter 1 that helped refresh our appreciation for those mysteries. But that same chapter from John's gospel spotlights another New Testament figure who is also worth our reflection, John the Baptist. He is a major figure in all four Gospels and a major figure throughout the season of Advent. He has a lot to say to us because he was the very first Christian missionary. And every single one of us is also called to be a Christian missionary. In fact, being partners in spreading Christ's kingdom in the world touches the very core of our identity. Here's how St. John Paul II explained it. The mission of salvation is universal for every person and for the whole person. It is a task which involves the entire people of God, all the faithful. Mission must therefore be the passion of every Christian, a passion for the salvation of the world, an ardent commitment to work for the coming of the Father's kingdom. Mission must be our passion. We must stir up an ardent commitment, a heartfelt commitment, to help spread Christ's kingdom. This may seem intimidating. It may make us feel pressured. It may seem disconcerting. It may paralyze us with a fear of failure. After all, we have busy lives and already feel overextended. Now we're also supposed to go out and save the world? How's that supposed to happen? Isn't that too much? Not at all. It isn't too much. And it doesn't have to be intimidating or disconcerting or paralyzing. In fact, Christ's decision to make us partners in his great task of evangelizing the world is meant to be a source of meaning, purpose, and joy. Because we were actually created to make an everlasting impact on the world and on those around us. We are wired for it. Here's how Pope Francis explains it. When the Church summons Christians to take up the task of evangelization, she is simply pointing to the source of authentic personal fulfillment. For here we discover a profound law of reality, that life is attained and matures in the measure that it is offered up in order to give life to others. This is certainly what mission means. St. John the Baptist was the first Christian missionary, and his experience of living his mission can help us unlock newfound joy and fruitfulness in living our own mission. That's what we will reflect on in this conference. Our reflections will flow from the verses in John chapter 1 describing John the Baptist, and also from the insights of one of Europe's great artists, Titian, who painted a grand portrait of John the Baptist when he was working in Venice in the 16th century. In the prologue to his gospel, John the Evangelist summarizes St. John the Baptist's mission like this. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, 
so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The first characteristic mentioned here is the most important. A man named John was sent from God. St. John the Baptist had been given his mission by God. He had been invited by God to play a role in the history of salvation, and he had been given the talents, circumstances, and opportunities necessary to fulfill that role. The same can be said for each one of us. We each have a meaningful part to play in God's history of salvation. Each of us is called into existence by God, called to follow Christ, and invited to put our absolutely unique combination of gifts and experiences at the service of God and neighbor. In Titian's painting, this being sent from God can be subtly seen in two characteristics. First, John the Baptist is shown wearing a simple, primitive garment. We know from the other Gospels that he lived in the wilderness, wore only a camel hair tunic and leather belt, and subsisted on very meager food, locusts and wild honey, and nothing much more. In the painting, we see this tunic and the leather belt, and we see him barefoot. He almost looks like a caveman, simple, poor, unsophisticated. This poverty shows that his life is centered around God, and what matters to him is God, and what sustains him is God. Nothing else, nothing merely human, not wealth or power, or even his own great ideas and brilliant creativity. God is the one who has sent him on his mission, and so he depends on God. At the same time, Titian chooses to show John as a strong man, athletic and muscular. Yes, he is poor and detached from this world, but God has provided him with the strength and wisdom necessary for his demanding mission. His strong body and confident posture show that even in his poverty, God's providence has provided him with what he needs to fulfill that mission. The same goes for us. Maybe we feel our limitations, our weaknesses, even our sinfulness. But none of that can impede us from finding and fulfilling our mission if we lean on God and truly live from His will and for His kingdom. After asserting that He was sent from God, the Gospel tells us what He was sent for. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but He came to testify to the light. The Greek word for testimony, sometimes translated as witness, is martyria, which is also the root of our English word martyr. John the Baptist bears witness to Christ, to the Savior, to the light, even to the point of martyrdom. But he himself is not the Savior. Titian shows this by depicting John the Baptist pointing and looking away from himself. He is pointing out Christ. The painting may indeed show the very moment when John the Baptist told John and Andrew about Jesus as Jesus was passing by. He looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Later in this same chapter, John engages in a lengthy dialogue with some religious leaders sent from Jerusalem to investigate whether he was a real prophet or a fanatical heretic. In his conversation with the Inquisitors, he repeatedly goes back to his core message. Here is how the Gospel records it. And this is the testimony of John. 
When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted, and he did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Messiah. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. They kept on pressing him, and he kept on pointing to Jesus, not to himself, bearing witness to Jesus, not to himself, trying to get them to look at Jesus and believe in him. This is essential for us as well. We are called to be partners in building up Christ's kingdom, but he is the Savior of the world, not us. We, like St. John the Baptist, are simply called to point to him in our words, in our way of life, and in our works. This is why St. Teresa of Calcutta was able to sum up the mission of every Christian simply by saying, we are not called to be successful, we are called to be faithful. John teaches us at least one more critical lesson for our lives as Christ's ambassadors in this fallen world. It comes out in how he describes who Jesus is. John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, he is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. John knows Jesus. He knows who Jesus is and why Jesus came. He knows Jesus' greatness and his divinity. He knows personally, deeply, existentially that Jesus is the Lord, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the promised Savior who offers his own life to repair this world broken by sin. Every day in the temple, the Jewish priests would offer lambs in sacrifice to atone for sins. And every Passover, a lamb would be sacrificed by every Jewish family, calling to mind the miraculous liberation from Egyptian slavery under Moses, during which the blood from the sacrificial lamb was rubbed on the doorposts of the Israelites in order to save them from the angel of death. Jesus is the fulfillment of all the prophecies and types of the Old Testament. He is God with us, Emmanuel. And John knows this. Through his own life of prayer, study, and sacrifice, he has been enlightened by God's grace to truly know not just about Jesus, but to know Jesus. Titian depicts this gently by showing a lamb at John's feet giving John a staff topped with a cross, and showing the Jordan River, so essential for Israel's history, in the background. We too need to know Jesus, if we are to be his witnesses in the world. We must become experts in Jesus, in his doctrine, in his goodness, in his friendship. This is the key to everything else. If we continue to grow in our personal knowledge of the Lord, spreading his kingdom in society and being his witnesses— his martyrs, to those around us, will flow as naturally as light shines out from a lantern. John the Baptist, sent and equipped by God, given the mission of bearing witness to Christ, and faithful to that mission through his own personal knowledge of the Lord, 
That is an example for all of us. Let's renew our desire to follow this example and fulfill our true mission in life. We may not see all the results we would expect in this life. After all, even St. John the Baptist ended up imprisoned and beheaded, hardly making him a case for worldly success. But the results will come nonetheless, somehow, and we will not lose our reward. That, in fact, is what Jesus promised. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. Take some time now to reflect on the questions in the personal questionnaire designed to help you apply these gospel truths to your own life. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.